Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Ann Ortley's Weekly Weather. My name is Ann Ortley. I'm an astrologer here in New York City. I'm sitting here on a bright, cold, and rainy day uh, in New York at the bright red desk. The red desk is bright. The weather outside is not. And what we do here on the weekly weather, uh, this is the weekly weather for March 10th, 2019, is we talk about the heavens and what's going on above. And then we talk about uh, how that's going to manifest here on Earth below, or what we can expect energetically from the weather above. The idea being that, you know, we can work with this stuff productively, helpfully. You know, sometimes it's just a hard week. But other times, you know, the energy can be redeployed and we can use it in new ways that make us feel connected, excited, and forward-moving. As you probably have been noticing, the world's a little wild and crazy out there, which means it's a little wild and crazy upstairs in the heavens. And as Hermes Trimegistus said, as above, so below, as without, so within, and we've got some wild stuff. And we have some fun week ahead, a lot of interesting stuff going on, and we're going to be working with it and figuring out ways to make it maybe be a little easier to handle or a little easier to work with and a little easier, a little less stress. But I will say it is stressful energy, okay? So if you're feeling the stress, you're right where you're supposed to be because it's a, it's a stressful thing. Um, a stressful sky, I guess is a better way to say it. And if we, let me pull up my chart here. I I rolled out of bed. As you all know, it's daylight savings time, right? So it really is uh, 9 o'clock in the morning instead of 10. I'm lying in bed going, okay, I'm reading. I have to get up. I have dinner tonight with Lori and Ronnie. Uh, you got to get out of bed and do it now, right? So right now, today in the sky, we have a lovely Taurus moon. And that Taurus moon is just delicious. It has really nice closing aspects, very supportive. But if you look at the planets, they're all clumped on one part of the sky. Uh, and actually, they're clumped pretty much in, in a bundle. Jupiter is a little bit of an outlier, but everybody else is clumped in between a trine, between Saturn on one end and Mars and Taurus on the other. So that when they're all clumped like that, we're specialists. We're being asked to be a specialist in our own life. We're being asked to really focus on what we can accomplish and what we get done. So there's a lot of energy, you know, to get us on task. The other thing we're having in the heavens right now is Mercury retrograde. And Mercury retrograde, of course, brings out our ghosts. Now, Mercury stationed at the last degree of the last sign of the zodiac. So he's really kind of pushing us on a lot of levels to um, reconnect with people, or he's pushing people that were part of our life to want to reconnect with us. And I always think of Mercury retrograde as your ghosts from your past come back and talk to you. And sometimes it's kind of like Scrooge, you know, where you're like, oh, man, I don't really want to see that ghost. Um, but it, it, they're really good. You know, you learn a lot from talking to your ghosts. So I want you to think of yourself as a happy Scrooge and, you know, that whatever, who's ever showing up in your life this month, it's Mercury retrograde through the end of March, whoever shows up this month is your very own message from Marley, your old business partner or your old life, to say to you, you know, this is what you've done so far, and what do you want to do next? 
right? Because remember, Scrooge woke up in the morning after having had that night of ghosts. You got a whole month of ghosts, right? A whole month, whole month of ghosts. Scrooge woke up in the morning, and he he he, you know, he bought Tiny Tim a turkey, and he gave Bob Cratchit a raise, and he had this epiphany. So I want you to think epiphany when the ghost comes, or when you you know, if you want to be a ghost to somebody else. This is a great time to call them up and give them a little scare, right? Because what you're going to do is you're going to find out stuff that you really needed to know and perhaps you've suspected for a while and now it's confirmed. And you go, uh-huh, I always thought that. And now you get the answer you needed. Or you get the you get the confirmation or you get a message from somebody. Somebody says something to you and you go, wow, I never knew I did that. Um, or I never knew I had that impact, or I never knew that about our situation, and it puts it to closure, you know. I remember when when I was first studying astrology, um, I you know it was a long time ago, it was 24 years ago, and I got a call. It was a Mercury retrograde, and I got a call from a really good friend of mine, and she had fallen in love, and moved to California to be with this guy, and of course it hadn't worked out. And uh, it was devastating for her because she really thought this was her future, you know. And, you know, she processed it. She did all this stuff and um, met a new guy, fell in love, got married, had two kids at that point. Uh, And one day she, you know, it was Mercury retrograde. She just had this feeling. She just had this feeling. She started thinking about the guy that she moved to California for and thinking about him and thinking about him and thinking about him. And and she called me and she said, what the hell is going on? And I said, well, it's Mercury retrograde. You know, he's one of the ghosts from your past. You know, it ended with you out without you knowing what the hell went wrong. You know, he just clammed up, stopped talking. And literally back then, before ghosting was ever invented, he ghosted her, right? And, and it, she, he just was all over her mind all day Saturday, all over her mind all day Saturday. And then he went away, Friday, Saturday, two days. But it was, like, really intense. And so on Monday, she gets a letter from him. And he writes to her, I'm about to walk down the aisle and marry someone. And I have to close up the story with us. Because I realized I left and I never told you why I couldn't be with you. And he proceeded to tell her why he couldn't be with her. And, you know, it was very helpful to her because... was totally clear it was his issue, and she hadn't done anything wrong. It simply had been, uh, you know, it had been a bad reason. It was a bad reason. It was a stupid reason, but it was his reason, and it, it like, packed it right up and cleaned it right out and put it to sleep, and it, it made it, instead of being a wounded space, it made it, made it be a healed space. But she had that two days where she was just thinking about him obsessively. (laughs) I just want to warn you, if you start thinking about somebody obsessively, right, or, you know, you're on somebody's mind, somebody's on your mind, that may be a ghost you hear from. And if if you don't actually get a letter from them like like she did, um, saying why the relationship hadn't worked or telling her something really important that she needed to know that allowed her to give it closure, Go back into that relationship in your own mind and open it up and kind of see what it is. And if you're feeling brave, reach out and contact that ghost because, trust me, they're thinking about you. He was sitting there 
between the rehearsal dinner and walking down the aisle on Saturday, writing her a letter, right, and mailing it before he walked down the aisle. And I was like, wow, that's ghosts. And what happens is we have these etheric ties between us and our past. And what's happening now is because all these planets are trying to move forward. And in April, Saturn and Pluto are going to go into the south node of fate. They are going to be cutting our strings. So the ghosts are all feeling it like I better say something because I got to get my I'm going to get my strings cut in April. So uh, we'll talk about that more when April comes. But this is ghost time. So you might need to be a ghost for somebody. There's somebody you need to talk to. You need to say something to. You haven't you haven't quite made that closure clean. You know, and one of the big things of AA, the 12 step groups, is make amends. And sometimes you can't actually call the person up. Well, let me tell you, in this day of Internet, insta-checkmate, <laughs> you can usually find their cell phone number and their their address and, you know, hunt, stalk them on social media and find out a hell of a lot of information about them or stalk them on the Internet and find out where they're living. So at any rate, last Mercury, last degree, last sign of the ghosting all month long. Very big, very big. And people are really going to be feeling... Uh, you know, I really wanna, I want to say something. I, I, I feel we didn't have closure. So take the call, uh, make the call. Be somebody else's ghost. Let ghosts come and talk to you. And obviously, you know, if they were a violent ghost or they beat you up or something, you know, maybe you don't want to take their call. Maybe you know, you just say to them, you know, you can write it to me. I'm not interested in meeting you for breakfast, um, or lunch or dinner. <laughs> But talk to them on the phone, right? If they call. You know, you don't have to. I mean, if it's a violent one, I'm always like, eh, you know, with that one, you know, just, but maybe they really did have an epiphany or they realized something or, you know, there's a there's a story that needs to be told, solved, and settled. Because Mercury is at the last degree of the last sign of the Zodiac. And he's there through April 15th, okay? I mean, he's retrograde till the end of March. But he goes through all this, and he clears his shadow. And Pluto dives into the south node at the beginning of April, and Saturn dives into the south node at the end of April. And also, I just did an article on planetary nodes. And the planets have nodes, too, like the sun and the moon. I just did an article on for Career Astrologer, so once it's published, I'll put it up on my website. But there also are planetary nodes, and the planetary nodes are in Capricorn. So Pluto is diving into his own node once every 250 years, baby. Saturn's diving into his own node once every 29 years. Yeah, these are big. These are big releasing months. Somebody said to me, you know, the whole this whole year has just felt like a giant eclipse. And so when I was doing the article on the nodes, I'm like, well, that is why because the two outer planets that are trying to restructure our reality in our life, wherever we have Capricorn, and of course in our world, um, are diving into their own south nodes. Their own, it's called this descending node when it's a planetary node. But these babies move really slowly, one degree every 72 years. One time when it happened was when the Pied Piper of Hamelin came. Yeah. Took 130 kids out of the town because they wouldn't pay them for cleaning out the rats. Another time when the nodes dove was when the Oscars sacked Martin Luther hanging his theses on the wall. Planetary nodes, you know, let's reform the Catholic Church from indulgences. 
So it's really interesting because back then, of course, the Catholic Church was the eminent power in Europe. And so the change in power. And so Pluto going into the south node, big, in our natal Pluto, U.S. natal Pluto, south is in Capricorn, south node on it. So interesting times, interesting times, and releasing times. And that's what the ghosts are for. They're here to help you release. Also coming this week, Mercury, of course, he's going retrograde, so he's pretty busy. And he meets up uh, conjunct to the sun in Pisces. So one of the things that happens when he does that is he gets very opinionated. Now, Mercury meeting up conjunct with the sun in Pisces is very teary. (laughs) Pisces is very sentimental and full of tears and crying. Or very, very passionate because Mercury and the sun, when they meet up, are square to Jupiter. A little over the top. That said very good for researching or finding deals or connecting with people that you'd like to make a deal with. don't have to necessarily sign it right now, but connecting and finding people, excellent week for that. Um, and researching it. And again, people get a little crazy with Mercury Retro. Oh, no, you can't do this, you can't do that. You can't. And I, you know, remember planets go backwards for a reason. You never send a letter out without editing it. That's Mercury Retrograde. You know, write it. You write that flaming letter, you're mad at somebody, then you sit on it overnight, and then you read it and you go, do I really need to send this? (laughs) And sometimes the answer is yes, you want to be their ghost. But other times the answer is, eh, you know, it really helped to write it. Other times, you know, you're applying for a job and you want to send it. You know, I write letters all the time, and I remember at one point I was applying for this job, and the guy said to me, so write me a thank you note. I said, write you a thank you note? He goes, yeah, write me a thank you note. I need you to write me a thank you note. I'm like, okay, like, when? He goes, right now, right in front of me. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so I write the thank you note. I said, did you just want to see if I knew how to write? And he goes, yes. I, I should have not taken that job. It turned out the guy was a friggin' nightmare. But at that point, I was like, I had a little nervous. I mean, I write a lot, but what if I wrote wrong? And I didn't write wrong, but I had this, oh, panicky, write a thank you note. And, uh yeah. Uh, was weird. He was a weird guy, man. It was that was my he was my Pluto transit a long, long time ago. Jim, ugh, awful guy. Um, very mean, very mean man. Uh, I'm sure he's a Trumpite. <laughs> Sorry to any Trumpites in my my readers, my listenership. So Venus in Aquarius not doing a whole lot this week, but busy. Mars, of course, is in Taurus. He's in the middle degrees. So Mars and Taurus is our time to build good habits. He's halfway through the sign. Have you built the habits you want to build? And that's kind of it. You know, it's kind of a quiet week, so let's do the moons and mosey along. Um, also, I had some really interesting news from the woman who's running the Tuscany trip. She said the hotel or the, inyard, the vineyard that we're staying at called and that there was a villa on the top of a hill with four rooms that just got released. And did we want it? Because we sold out our rooms. So she said, yes. <laughs> so I'm telling you about it. Four rooms, top of the hill, in the villa. You share a living room, but there's four separate bedrooms. You all have your own bath. Very cool. Think about it. It's getting close. We started printing the charts uh, to get ready because we have a lot of printing to do um, for this thing. So I started printing the charts this week. Of course, it's Mercury retrograde, but I, you know, I, I get it. I'll double check everything. 
Um, and we're moving forward, so think about it. And also this week I'm going to be out on the Long Island chapter. They have a Long Island NCGR has a, um, a meeting on Thursday. The this thir- They move it on Thursdays at the Merrick Golf Club, and I'm going to be talking on draconic charts, which is the chart of your soul, uh, and how to see your soul's path through the chart. And then I am proud to announce I'm going to be up in Buffalo, uh, uh, speaking at the Buffalo chapter and doing a workshop there the first week in June and then at Lilydale on uh, that first week in June. And then I'm going to be up in Toronto the second week in June. So um, all the information will be put on my website sometime this week. So Toronto has been advertised already and that's been accepting people. There we're going to do a Mapping Your Life workshop where you map your life out and you go, oh, yeah, this is really cool. This is how my life is evolving. So that's a two-day workshop and a lecture on uh, Friday night. And then in Toronto, uh, we're going to be doing a lecture on Friday night and a workshop on Saturday and then a workshop in Lilydale on Sunday. So hopefully you can join me. And again, Italy, Italy. I booked my train tickets yesterday. We're going to Venice. I mean, we're going to be in Tuscany teaching, but... After afterwards Venice, actually before was Venice, afterwards Rome. Um, so that's the scoop, and I hope you can come. We have this new space. We have four new spaces because um, it is it's cozy and it's a nice group. I mean, I'm looking at the list of women that are coming, and one guy. We have one guy out there in the West uh, who who <laughs> Jane said, you know, you're our only guy. He goes, that's okay. I'm ready. <laughs> So a shout-out to him. I believe his name is Fernando. Uh, And off we go. All right, so um, the moons for the week. Right now we're in a lovely Taurus moon. Here we are talking about Tuscany and food. And the moon is uh, in Taurus, and it goes void with a sextile to Mercury on the 12th. So today it's in Taurus. Tomorrow it's in Taurus. And void 5.31 in the morning on Tuesday. Okay, so today and tomorrow, great days with that lovely Taurus moon, sextiling Mercury to get a lot accomplished and to do a lot of things. And then uh, it's void in the morning on the 12th, entering uh, into Gemini at 11.48 a.m. And so it's in Gemini Tuesday afternoon, Wednesday, and Thursday through 8.30 in the morning. And it goes void 8.30 in the morning with a square to Mercury. So Tuesday, Wednesday is a no, I don't want that. Then it's void all day long on Thursday, going into um, Cancer at 5.49 p.m. on the 14th. And it's in Cancer Thursday night. We'll be talking about the souls in the Long Island chapter at the Merrick Golf Club. And on Friday the 15th, and then it goes void at 2.03 p.m. on the 16th with a trine to the sun. And so Thursday night, Friday, and all day Saturday till 2, 2.03 in the afternoon is really nice cancer moon, nurturing, nesting, homing, doing all that cool stuff. Then it's void Saturday afternoon from 2 in the afternoon till 8 p.m. These, again, these are all Eastern times. 8.57 p.m., rather. And then on Saturday the 16th at 8.57, it goes into Leo. It's in Leo Saturday. It's in Leo Sunday. And it goes void at 11.19 a.m. with a lovely trine to Jupiter. Moon in Leo, trine Jupiter in fire, 11.19, Monday the 18th. And then it's void Monday 
uh, from 11.19 until 9.41 p.m., the end of the day. Now, we're going to have long void moons now because Uranus went into Taurus. So Aries used to pick up and end a lot of the void moons, especially in fire and air, because those were the Ptolemaic aspects. So whenever we have a fire or an air moon, we're going to find the moon runs a little short, uh, because uh, unless it's aspecting Jupiter, um, which isn't that far along, and Jupiter's going to go retrograde in a month. So, But Uranus is out of Aries, so we're going to have longer void moons, which are really good. When, when planets change signs, like Uranus went into Taurus last week, um, a lot of times it takes a little while to adjust to the energetic shift. And so I find the void moons coming, and they do often happen. I mean, they do not not do often. They happen when planets change, when they finish the last sign. So when we say void, it's the last aspect the moon makes uh, until it gets into a new sign. So if all the planets are early degrees, the moon travels through a long section of the sky, not making aspects to anybody. And when the moon's on vacation, we're supposed to be on vacation, too. Now, that doesn't really happen in our society, but watch those moons. You know, watch those moons because they really work. When I was younger and I was still working in corporate America, I was at Pepsi, and I had a Taurus manager who was indulgent of my astrology but not accepting of it. His name was Kevin. He is a real cutie patootie. And so we had these, we went, there was this project we were on, and we would go to this meeting, and there would be like 25, 30 people at this meeting. And we would have a two and a half, three hour meeting. And it would be on a void moon. And I would say, Kevin, this meeting's on a void moon. Can we like skip it? He goes, No, Ann, we have to go to the meeting. I'm like, Kevin, it's on a void moon. Nothing is going to come of it. So there's 30 people in there billing our salary, probably, you know, a million-dollar meeting by the time you – not that, not a million, but a lot of money went down the tubes. We're all sitting there for two hours in this dog-and-pony show. And then next week there's another meeting, and it's all void moon. And then there's another meeting, and it's all – and I, every time I said, Kevin, there's a void moon again. We're having these meetings on void moons. I mean, they keep picking – nothing is going to come of this project. And we're going to the meeting. Like, all right, I'll go to the meeting with Kevin. We go. We sit there for three hours. It makes me crazy. You know that kind of stuff just makes me crazy. And and, and we. I must have gone on for like two or three months. And then one day he comes to me. He said, "Ann, the project has been canceled." And I do not want to hear that it was because of the meetings on the Void Moon. <laughs> and I went, "Okay." <laughs> but I said, "Did you remember they were all on Void Moons?" <laughs> This is where being an astrologer is good and bad, right? So there's lots of void moons now. So those are going to be times, you know, just kind of watch. If your boss schedules a lot of meetings or you schedule a lot of meetings on those void moons, ain't nothing going to come of it. So there's a void moon on the 12th in the morning till 11 o'clock. There's a void moon from 8.30 until 5, 6 o'clock on the 14th. <laughs> there's a void moon in the afternoon of the 16th, Right. So just kind of know, and there's a void moon most of the day on the 18th from the from 11 a.m. till 9.40. So watch those. Just kind of mark void moon. And don't do things like grocery shopping because your food will go bad because you'll eat out. Do things that are productive, you know, like the, you know, clean the refrigerator out or get a, get a massage or get an astrology reading. I do great astrology readings during void moons because I'm connecting to spirit. You're supposed to connect in you know, to the higher zoom zoom and kind of mellow and float and understand your divine purpose on earth. You're not supposed to be doing stuff. All right. On with the lesson.
So moon this week, 21 uh, Pisces to 27 Pisces, hits up with Mercury on the 14th, hits the nodes of fate, pay attention to who you meet on the 15th. Nice trying to that north node from the sun, inviting us to catch up. Sun is also in his annual sextile to Pluto and his square to Jupiter. He has these aspects every year, and that is happening on the 13th because the two of them are in a semi-sextile. Jupiter and Pluto are in a semi-sextile, which is kind of a little bit of a blind spot, but the sun has a conversation with Pluto early in the morning on the 19th, and then on the 13th in the evening when he's sitting home at 9.30, he goes, aha, that's what that means, okay? So Jupiter has an aha moment. Remember, Mercury's retrograde. (laughs) Mercury's actually joining him on the 14th, and and they're having a confab. So trust me, Mercury retrograde with the sun, the sun just loves stuff like this. Um, he, he just gets so much information, and he's so happy. Now, Mercury this week is going backwards, so it goes from 27, almost 28 Pisces, back to 20. And it hits the nodes of fate on the 14th, same day the sun does, right? So big hoo-ha, or the sun hits it on the 15th, Mercury hits it on the 14th. Mercury also has a little bit of contentious aspects during the beginning of the week because he's semi-squared to Venus, his girlfriend, and normally they get along great, but right now they're having a fight. And he also has contraparallel errors, so he's in the mood to stir the pot a little and to tell you something that's kind of nasty. And when he tells you, go, oh, wow, I never realized that. So I was in Florida for my dad's birthday. It actually was his early birthday because my sister can't come in April on his birthday. And my aunt told me something Uh, And last week there was delivery of bad news, right? My aunt told me something that I had always suspected. (laughs) And she truthed it. And I went, ooh. So I was having dinner with a friend of mine uh, Friday night. And um, I was telling her about it. And I said, (laughs) and she goes, yeah, I hear you, Anne. I hear you. You know, it was like one one of my little sore spots. But I was like, yeah, yeah. So just watch for that Mercury ghost to deliver you some information. Remember, he's in the moon to talk trash. Now, he um, he also has the aspect of Jupiter and Pluto on the 15th and 16th. All right, so the sun gets there and Mercury gets there. And trust me, they're sharing sources. And both are walking away a little enlightened. Mercury further on the 17th has a sextile to Mars. And he has a hard aspect to Venus, so he, you know, he's he's getting involved in that fight that uh, Mars and Mars and uh, he's he's Mercury's in the mood to get in a fight with Venus, and he's going to pick it. You know, he starts it starts at the beginning of the week, but he really gets into it on the 18th. Venus this week is not talking to Mars either. <laughs> <laughs> she's in a bad mood. She's an Aquarius. She's just like, you know what? I am done playing with you people. So Venus is walking her own walk, and we have to honor that. She's just not she's not, not interested in hanging out with all these little people that are just doing stupid things. And she goes from 11 Aquarius to 19 Aquarius. So she's in the... Um, the section of the, of the chart where she's in the Gemini Deccan, and what happens when you're in the Gemini Deccan is it's sibling, it's gossip, okay? So Venus is catching, the go- catching up on the gossip. And she's getting some of it, but she also maybe doesn't really like what she hears because she's hearing it from trusted sources, and what she's hearing is a little offensive to her ears, especially on the 15th when she has a hard aspect to Chiron and Neptune. Doesn't mean she didn't know it was going on, 
But I want you to remember, if someone talks trash to you, carries a tale of trash to you this week from someone else, you're supposed to find it out. You do not necessarily have to act on it. But it's important for you to know that that's what's being said about you behind your back. And then you can decide how you want to work with it after Mercury goes direct. Okay. Mars this week goes 16. He's at 16. He's got a trine to Saturn. He's really productive. He's got a sextile to Neptune. He gets a great dream done. He's not in the mood to feel wounded. He's in the mood to go, oh, okay, is that what you think? So in the case of my friend Julie, when she got the letter from her ex, it really helped heal her. It made her feel really much better. Jupiter is quiet this week. He does have a trine to Eris, the goddess of discord, on the 15th. Watch for a lot of discord in the world on the 15th. Everybody's going to be arguing with everybody. But also just pay attention to those ghosts. And then the other, the outer aspects are really working productively. Saturn really wants to partner. Uh, he's got a lovely aspect to uh, uh, Juno as does Chiron on the 15th, the 14th, 15th, and 16th. So there's great partnering energy in the sky. And, and it really is partnering in a strategic way. So thinking about what you, what you really, truly want, strategic partnering, and visioning. A lot of vision energy, too. Might be feeling a little existentially depressed or crying. That's the Neptune. It'll fade, but it is definitely there. And you want to work with it, uh, you know, play music, play sad music, watch sad movies, help yourself cry, soak in the bathtub, do water things, dancing. I got out my ocean drum the other day and was just sitting on the couch, you know, rolling back. And if you've ever had it, it really cool. It sounds like the ocean, just kind of sitting on the couch, rolling it on my lap and just meditating. Do stuff that's really supportive to your soul this week because it is going to be busy and crazy and wild. Uh, a lot of still a lot of contention in the sky. Not at 62 aspects anymore of fights, but a lot. And uh, consider joining us in Tuscany. Four new spots. Take care. Ann Ortley signing off from the bright red desk. Happy daylight savings time. Remember, clocks ahead. Don't be late today because uh, everybody's starting a little bit ahead of you. Take care and have a good day. Bye bye. <laughs>